Take their order? What kind of order? The deputy sheriff with a shotgun demanded. This was the third time I'd stopped to talk with the deputies holding the shotguns, guarding the women in the chain gang, and it wasn't going much better than the first time. When I moved to Arizona, I had heard of the sheriff's chain gangs, but I was certain it was an urban legend. Then I drove past one. I could hardly believe what I was seeing. Young women chained at the ankles in striped uniforms, hoeing weeds, under the watch of shotgun-toting deputies. The entire scene was surreal. Just because the women are prisoners does not mean they can be chained like circus animals and put on display. This kind of disrespect and dehumanizing of any person is wrong at every level, for any reason. Being incarcerated does not rob a person of their right to dignity and respect. We are not some medieval barbaric society. We are an educated people with a moral bearing who know deep in our soul when something is wrong, yet we allow a single bully sheriff to make a mockery of women and justice. I couldn't just drive on by, so I hung a U-turn, parked, and approached the deputy. He lowered his gun at my chest. Can I talk to you, I asked. He nodded. Could you give a message to your sheriff, I asked. Sure. Please tell your sheriff that in Chandler, we do not want women humiliated and put on display like this. Please tell him that in Chandler, we believe every person should be treated with dignity and respect. In Chandler, we don't want women chained in his chain gangs. The deputy said he would pass my message along. A few months later, the chain gang was back, this time even closer to our church. I stopped again, same routine, gun lowered and pointed at me as I approached. What do you want, a deputy demanded. I'm sorry to say, I've asked your sheriff to not shame women and put them on display in Chandler. Well, what do you want me to do about that, the deputy pressed. Caught a bit off guard, I blurted, it's time to leave now. And who are you, he questioned. I'm a pastor, I answered with all the authority I could muster. Okay, he mumbled amiably. Without saying anything more to me, he turned to the women and announced, load up, it's time to go. To be honest, I was fairly surprised but I felt pretty good about stopping the madness in Chandler until I shared the encounter with a few friends. They said things like, Palmer, you robbed the women of their opportunity to escape for a day from the confines of Tent City, the dusty, stifling, hot, chain link and barbed wire concentration camp where the sheriff insists on keeping his DUI prisoners. Or Palmer, maybe you shamed the women and made them feel like we don't want them in Chandler. Now I felt terrible. I couldn't win for losing. Prisoners' rights and prison reform are complex issues, and we need more good people to work on them. But there had to be something I could do now to express my desire to give these women back their dignity, no matter what they had done in the past. That's when I decided, the next time I passed the prisoners, instead of asking them to leave, I would take their orders. And that's what I did the third time I approached the chain gang. Lawrence, our coffee shop barista, burst into my office out of breath and blurted, there's a chain gang down the street. He knew my passion for ending the insanity. Grab your notepad and pen, Lawrence. Why, he questioned. We're taking orders. We parked and approached the deputy, this time a female with her gun pointed our way. Are you reporters, she questioned. I don't think she liked the pads and pens. No, I'm a pastor, I said, smiling. What do you want with the notepads and pens, she wondered sternly. We're here to take the women's orders. Orders? What kind of orders? For lattes, I answered with a smile. Lawrence here is the best barista ever, and he can make the girls any drink you want. Vanilla latte, mocha latte, caramel macchiato latte, you name it. I don't know if I can let you do that. I'll need to call headquarters. 
She dialed her office with her cell phone, and as she explained our request, she looked our way and started shaking her head no. Wait, ask them why not, I pressed. She asked for an explanation, then hung up. They said you might put a weapon, a shank, in their coffee. What? I'm a pastor. I don't even know how to make a shank. That was it. No can do. Before we left, the deputy wondered, why do you want to bring lattes to the women anyway? Because we want them to know that somebody cares, somebody loves them, and they are treasured by God himself, and he loves them too, and they are beautiful. Why do I share this story? What is really going on here? This book is not really about prisoners' rights, at least not in particular. It's about the motivation behind my meager coffee gesture, behind any work on immigration reform or against human trafficking, or even to end extreme poverty, to champion the value and worth of every person.